Danny Vietti does not yeah, want to talk Danny. about swingers. Unless he maybe does. I don't know. Right? MLB writer for CBS Sports, host of the Wake and Rake <laughs> podcast, which, by the way. Wait, and he's like, wait, swingers? Man, one, on of the, now, one, of the best, one of the best names ever for a podcast is that right there. Uh, look, we, we've had a day now, one set of games, one day. And now we have the Marlins-Mets right now. So it's a very small sample size. But your thoughts very early on on some of the rule changes, specifically that pitch clock, which is shortened games again by 26 minutes. Yeah, it went from about three hours, eight minutes, I think it was last year during opening day, to now two hours, 45 minutes. So I think regardless of what the game time actually is, the pace and the action mm-hmm. within the game is night and day different. Stolen base-wise... Last year, on average, there was less than 0.5 stolen bases per game. Yesterday, as you mentioned, small sample size, but 0.7 stolen bases per game on the first day of opening day. There's more activity. Now, there were fewer uh, long balls last year, but I don't think that's such a bad thing. Uh, I understand that chicks dig the long ball, right? But I think really it's the action in between. Like, yes, we love home runs, but we want to see guys running around the bases. We want to see constant activity. And I think that the game is incentivizing contact more with these new rules, the the elimination of the shift. I loved it. I thought it was a great preview. There's going to be some kinks to be worked out as the season goes on without a doubt. Kinks? I think for day one, it was a success. Danny, I'm trying to uh, temper my expectations because I feel like for the first time since 2018, my Cubs are in first place, (laughs) tied with the Pirates, of course, last place Cardinals. Not enough people are talking about that. St. Louis, uh, man. So it seems like the easiest bet to make right now, though, would be the Cardinals minus 125 to win the NL Central. I just I feel like the Brewers could potentially be sellers at the deadline. Maybe Corbin Burns, maybe Brandon Woodruff. We saw what they did with Hayter last year. I do think the Cubs are probably a year or two away. Um, do you agree with that? Disagree with that? Like, what would be the obstacle for the Cardinals uh, in the NL Central at that price minus 125? Do you think? Yes, your Cubs are tied with the Colorado Rockies for the best record in the National League. That's fine. I love Chris Bryant, too. Beautiful eyes. There Great you guy, go. too. Um, look, I, the Cubs are interesting to me. You know, we just did our National League Central previews this last week on our podcast, me and Will did. And they brought in a lot of big names, like guys with proven experience, too. Like Trey Mancini is three years away or removed, I should say, from hitting 35 home runs in the season. Yeah, Dansby Swanson last year was an all-star. Yeah. Um, you bring in Cody Bellinger, and I know his struggles. I, I get it. But he's a former MVP, and all of a sudden he tweaked his stance a little bit too, and he's actually reminiscing his 2018 batting stance. We'll see if the results reminisce. You know, that, That's kind of a wait-and-see type feel. The division is definitely, I think, open. I don't like the vibes that are happening in Milwaukee. Last year, you trade Josh Hader when you're in first place. The clubhouse went berserk over right. it. Corbin Burns was upset at his arbitration process that just happened a couple months ago. And Corbin Burns, by the way, is going to be a free agent after next year. And if it's the same timeline as Hader, maybe he's on the trading block if the Brewers are not in contention. I think the division, the division definitely is maybe a stretch to say winnable because I do think the Cardinals have more depth than the Cubs, but I think there's some spots open at the top. And I think if, you know, if things get crazy, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cubs were trade deadline time, definitely in some things. I have so many questions to ask you about just teams that are on the rise that we should be on the lookout for. But then this news came up about 
the Padres not extending or not offering Juan Soto a long-term deal because they may or may not be going after Shohei Otani. And I just kind of want to get your thoughts on the tease. Also, we're on until 11 if you do want to hang out all night, Danny. We literally have no... I'm so sick of the Final Four talk, so... We're much more excited about baseball right now. You can come and hang out with us. I just can't be going to you guys' neighborhoods from what that conversation that I jumped into first. <laughs> Not if you have I'm, a wife. I'm, yeah. cool to on, but I'm going to steer clear of the neighborhood. Uh, yeah, I think the, the Padres are going to spend some dough. I mean, that's what they've proven. They had the third highest payroll in Major League Baseball. They actually had the 29th highest payroll as soon as 2010. So in about a decade's time, they went from lowest payroll in the National League to now second highest behind only the Mets. They've proven that they want to compete right now. And with the guys in their ages that they, you know, Manny Machado being 31 years old, obviously you still have some young players and Soto and Tatis. They want to win a World Series right now. And look at what the Dodgers are doing too. I think the Dodgers are also setting themselves up for the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. They lost their starting shortstop, third baseman, center fielder. They lost some of their rotation. They've been plagued by injuries. So the NL West right now, the Padres, in my opinion, on paper, are by far the better team in that division. So I think right now the Padres are saying, look, we have about two, three-year window where we are just going to put everything on the table and say, let's go at it. If Juan Soto is going to demand $400-plus million, which he was offered uh, close to that with the Nationals, and he rejected that extension. So if he's going to demand $400 million and Otani is going to demand upwards of five hundred, which he very well could, I think the Padres are just kind of saying, look, we're going to be in both sweepstakes, and hopefully we land one of those guys. Man, Juan Soto could go back to my Nationals. That'd be nice. It's going to be a rough, rough year for Nobody's my guys. Nobody's going back to the uh, Nationals. One day they'll be good. You just, <laughs> they were, they, I know. I'm not used Danny, to this. It's going to be terrible. No, I know. Danny doesn't Strasburg want to talk. Strasburg doesn't even want to go back. I know. No, I, d- Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, Strasburg's in his neighborhood, hey? He, no, he's not there. Look, nobody cares about the Nats, but this is all I'll say. The fact that they signed him with that deal, and he's pitched, like, what, five innings since he signed that deal after they won the World Series? Everybody knew he was going to get hurt again. He got hurt every year until then, but... But whatever. I got a World Series out of it. It was great. It's interesting, though, when you talk about the Padres, because they've become really that hot team now, right? The Dodgers, for years, were that. They're spending money. Dodgers didn't really have a big offseason. Win 111 games last year. I think Did all three of us take the under on their win total, or at least like the under on their win total this year? I'd still probably take the over, but I didn't. I stayed away. I took the under, Yeah, so I took the under on it, too, and I may regret it. But I, I really do like the Padres. But are we giving the Padres maybe too much hype and too high of expectations this early, having seen very little with this group together? Both things can be true. I think Mm -hmm. the Dodgers got worse, and I think we're putting a lot of hype on San Diego, especially when you consider their history. They don't have a winning history. They've never won a World Series in San Diego in their entire franchise's history. They've only been to one World Series, I think it was 1998, when it was Tony Gwynn. So, yes. But at the same time, again, I, I think it's, not as much about what the Padres did while they do deserve a lot of credit there. It's really what's happening with the Dodgers. They went from highest payroll in major league baseball to fifth. So they're, I would never call it a rebuilding year in, in Los Angeles. That's not what Andrew Friedman done does in that front office, but by their standards, this is sort of a, a retooling of the franchise. They have some young bucks coming up through the system too, that are not quite ready to, solidify themselves as starters in their rotation in their lineup. So I think they're kind of just 
in lieu a little bit this this one year and then when otani and these other free agents come available then i think it's kind of you know let's let's get after it so it's a weird year for los angeles i don't quite have an explanation but i think it's less about padres hype and it's more about the division being winnable again Danny, is there any chance anybody other than the Astros wins the uh, AL West? The Mariners plus 325, Angels, I laugh almost when I say this, plus 700, and then you have the Rangers and the A's. Yeah, I think the Angels have gone under their win total in four straight years. Yeah, I bet it, I bet too, the overall so. four years, I can, I can confirm. I can confirm <laughs> yeah. they have. Yeah. And I do it again. You know, yep. like I, I, I hate myself for saying that because I've been on this bandwagon for years now. But at the end of the day, if they can stay healthy, I think the rotation this year is better than they've had in probably the better half of a decade. Uh, you take, obviously, your ace, Johei Otani. Then after that, you have Patrick Sandoval, who had a really strong 2022 campaign, was dominant in the World Baseball Classic. After that, they have Tyler Anderson, who was an all-star last year with the Dodgers, really resurrected his career. And then after him, they have Reed Detmers, who's their former number one uh, pitching prospect in the system. He was his velocity was up in the spring, and he made some tweaks to his uh, his mechanics as well. They really liked the Angels liked what they saw out of Detmers too. The lineup's going to be there. They're going to score runs as long as Trout, Otani, Rendon can stay healthy. It's really going to come down to their pitching, and I think the bullpen's good enough. I wouldn't be surprised if Perry Manasian and that front office made some moves come midseason. But I think the rotation, for the first time in in, in nearly a decade, can finally pull their own weight this year i'm curious danny because the mets obviously have a bright future steve cohen's there's gonna really spend a lot of money but now we already have issues with verlander being on the il you're losing edwin diaz there's really not a lot of power in this lineup like what are your projections or your take on on the ceiling for the mets this year I think the Mets, especially when you consider their recent history. So they dealt with similar issues last year when it came to DeGrom, Scherzer. Scherzer is coming up on 40 years old. He's dealt with back issues each of the last two seasons. Remember with the Dodgers, when they were facing the Braves in twenty the 2021 NLCS, he couldn't make a start because of some back issues that he was having. That's to be expected of a 40-year-old pitcher. I think the Mets right now don't frankly care about the beginning of the season. All they care about is getting into the dance. Last year, we saw the Philadelphia Phillies finish with the third best record in their division. They ended up going all the way to the World Series, and that's despite the Braves and Mets winning 101 games. I don't think at this point, I don't think the Mets really care about winning division titles. They're thinking World Series when you consider their payroll. So I think as of right now, if they lose a few games at the beginning and they get their guys healthy, such as Verlander, I think that's what they're going for. Question, just to follow up because we have to go. Do you think that they have enough power to compete with the big dogs in the postseason? Yes, I do. The, the short answer would be yes. Uh, between Alonzo and Marte, they got a lot of talent, especially Lindor, too. I mean, yeah, the short answer would be yes. Actually, Danny, before you go, who are you picking to win the World Series? <laughs> Bear with me. Yeah. Angels. Padres. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, my. Uh, yeah. yeah. I know. I now, know. now, now I am all in on the Angels. There you go. I feel it. Yeah. Love it. I feel it. I had a dream last night they won the World Series. 
You had a dream last night, Nicole Jokic won MVP. You had both dreams? Yeah, I I had to wake up to go go tinkle. (laughs) He's actually 55. He's actually 55. He's got problems. Hey. Another sponsor for us. Well, it's just the beer before he goes to bed. It's not a big deal. Danny Vietti, CVS Sports Wake and Rake Podcast. Thanks Thanks for putting up with these shenanigans tonight, man. Thanks, Danny. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. He's like, who are these people? How many premonitions do you have when it comes to sports He's on a my nightly friend. basis. I've, no, I've known Danny. He, I love some with, Danny. Yeah. He knows I got I got to wake up and have some dreams, you know? No, I didn't. <laughs> got to wake up to have some dreams. It wasn't last night I had that dream. It was two nights ago I had okay. the Angels dream. Yeah. Happens often. You wild boy. It's good. Yeah. Well. You know what else I had a dream about? What? Do you have it? Us going to break? Pizza. There you go. It's bed wow. MGM I'm gonna tonight. Eat some.